0: Whoa there, Space Cowboy. Brokeback Bebop is a podcast with explicit content intended only for mature bounty hunters. Listener discretion is advised. Listen to all 40 steamy sessions of the show right now by supporting Brokeback Bebop at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. I think it's time to blow this thing. Get everybody in the stuff together. Okay.
1: Look ahead, Steven, in the Astros. it's it's That's not a, how it starts. It's an asteroid. Oh, no, I was just starting off a thing. You're right. Huh, usually I have to tell you that. Good job. Mm. Okay. Yeah,
0: go for it. It's your turn this time.
1: Three, two, one. Let's jam. Ugh. Jam. Ugh.
0: <laughs> I like that. You had some Thanks. stank on it. Yeah, I had to get some stuff out.
1: Let's jam. (laughs) Captain Spock, look off into the Astros. It's It's a glorable Gus. A glorable Gus? Take evasive maneuvers at once. But our... Captain! Our shields aren't back up at full capacity yet! I don't care. We have to get this
0: Martian baby back to its mother.
1: Why are you both of us now? (laughs) Well, technically, you you were not Captain Spock, because you were talking to Spock. Oh, well, I thought you were just misappropriated... Well, we're being Cowboy Bebop characters... I'm the famous Spike Spockticle from. <laughs> uh, welcome to this bullshit, everybody. Welcome to Brokeback Bebop, the uh, most serious, painstakingly detailed cowboy Bebop rewatch podcast the, the net has scripted. ever known. Heavily scripted, yeah. <laughs> this stuff is too good. We couldn't just make this shit up on the fly. Yeah, we plan out everything,
0: every single second.
1: Uh oh, knock at the
0: door. Oh oh oh! Jesus Christ!
1: <laughs> How you doing, man? Another week of this thing. How you doing? Excited. I'm to good. Talk I'm about... happy to be here. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about one
0: of my favorite episodes of the show. I feel like I say wow. that every week, but I you really do. mean it this time. This is an episode I always go back to. Cool. It also so funny enough, the episode is titled "Waltz for Venus." Uh huh. There is a song. A like Cowie Bebop album called Venus Waltz. It's not in this episode. Huh. But uh, it's named for it. And it is beautiful. And I use it all the time for work. It's gorgeous. I'll have to listen to that. Maybe I'll mm-hmm. pop
1: that bad boy at you the end. You absolutely should.
0: It's going to be a nice ending.
1: Cool. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think last time we recorded one of these was when we talked about your injury. I think it was like yeah. right after you got hurt. How are you feeling, man? Still not on good? the
0: injured side. Yeah. Still a little bit out of commission, but hopefully in a few days I'll be able to stand long enough to do a little something something. That's
1: what you said last week too though. Are you do you it feel is. like you're feeling better or do you feel like every time you it is getting it better? Gets worse? I That's just good. got some like orthodox shoes. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> feeling great. You said you got what? Something for your shoes? Yeah, some inserts that are helping a little bit.
0: But yeah, the the bone is, is going to hopefully be in the right place. Oh eventually. no, that but,
1: sounds awful. Yeah. You always so, want your bone to be in the right place.
0: I don't know if we've talked about it on, <laughs> on this show before, but I'm a pretty frequent visitor of the chiropractor.
1: Or I don't even know if we've talked a lot about how you're a professional ballroom dancer. A very athletic job and a very constant on your feet job all the time. And you've injured yourself and you can't be on your feet, which is a big deal. Yeah. And you're so it makes an it athlete hard and you do. can't perform.
0: Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I go to the chiropractor pretty frequently just because like this is a job, like you said, has a lot of wear and tear on your body and I'm already a little creaked up anyway. So what does that mean? Extra, you know, a little creaking here and there. Okay. And so I get like dry needled a lot, which is a type of acupuncture mm-hmm. where basically, long story short, you make the muscle spasm. So it relaxes using needles. And god damn, they did that to my feet a couple times the last couple weeks, and it is the worst pain I have felt. It's terrible. (laughs) It helps, kind of, but they stick a needle in and, like, make the muscle jump, and then once they realize they're in the right spot, they hook it up to this electric machine that, like, makes your foot get shocked and, like, (sighs) jolt the muscles. That sounds awful.
1: It's interesting. Well, let's sidestep from the feet talk before we to get to the knee episode. To some knee talk.
0: All right. What do you think about the caps? The little elbow part of it. What do you think about
1: the knees, Zach? You, 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 you—a top knee or bottom you're knee be type out of guy. Out there in public, you should cover them up as all. Cover them. Cover up, up your nice. knees. I like. No it. one wants to see those. Uh, I wanted to talk about. Have you ever done any type of gardening or or taking care of a plant? Do you have any bit of a green thumb, or is it? Like I wouldn't say I have a green thumb, but I've done it. it. Yeah, I, I currently have two
0: plants I'm trying to save that were dying when I moved in. Um, okay. I threw out all the other ones. I've never even I tried. to.
1: You know, because I've always been a child. I'm just recently yeah. like, I'm an adult for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should start learning how to take care of other living things. It's kind of a nice feeling. Yeah? Yeah. I imagine it, it goes right. A, a nice you know what? I
0: had a parsley plant okay. at two living places ago. You know, this okay. is the third place I've lived since we started this podcast. I think I did, yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. But I had a parsley plant long ago. Well, not since the Cowboy Bebop podcast.
1: We've only done like eight of these. Oh,
0: oh, that's fair. That's since we
1: started podcasting. Podcasting, yeah.
0: But I I took care of a parsley plant really well until I moved. And then what happened? You just let it die? Yeah. (laughs) It was slightly further away from me.
1: (laughs) Oh, sure. Because it was outside. Well, let's talk about today's session of Cowboy Bebop, we're talking hey about yo. Session 8 of the show, Waltz for Venus. The episode was storyboarded by Yoshiyuki Takai. It was directed by Yoshiyuki Takai. I think that's the first time it's been a doubleheader on that. Mm-hmm. And it was written by Mishiko Yokote. I'm pretty sure that's the creator or, mm-hmm. or whatever of the show. So some heavy handers on this episode. Some of the yeah. big names of the series come together for this one. In Japan, it originally aired on April 24th, 1998. And in the U.S., it originally aired on December 24th, 2001. At some point, I want to map out the Japanese air order versus the US, US. air order because mm. we've been watching the US dubs, but we've been watching it in like the production order, which I assume yeah. is the Japanese air order. Whereas Correct. the US uh, uh, moves some episodes around. I think it's interesting for this episode because we've made kind of jokes about some of the other episodes aired pretty close to 9 yeah. 11. And this episode begins with a scene that very much resembles a, an airplane being hijacked. Yeah. It so did. I this am wondering if this was pushed 9/11. back to December for a reason. Even I though could I see think that last happening. week's episode was September or something, mm-hmm. it's interesting, and I'd like to see where the air order is different and how we would think that would like hurt or Change. help the series, yeah. or if it really changes anything. Yeah, it's, it's interesting been quite cause... episodic so far, mm-hmm.
0: and it tends to be. I think there's a few episodes that follow off of each other, like mm-hmm. in the grand, like larger story. Sure, but those sure. are so spread out. That you can As long mix as they're the in the inside. right order and
1: the other ones like keep in mind what characters are supposed to be around or not supposed to be around. Totally. We'll have to do that at some point. I think that'd be interesting. Yeah. Okay, so let's do some trivia. Did you write down any trivia questions for this I episode? do. I have three questions for I you today. I have three as well. I'll go first. Uh, what does Spike take thinking that it's popper pills to help with his voice?
0: Ah, it's a, it's a th- uh, the throat lozenge. Yes. Yeah, cough drop. Yes.
1: What does Faye say about casinos? What is... She says that they're more. It's more fun than spending your. It says it's more fun to spend your money there than the spin at the bank. Yeah, more not, fun than a bank. For? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. What are the names of the bounty spike collects in the beginning? Rebel and Kebble, Huey, Louie, and Dewey. Damn it! <laughs> nice. I thought that was funny. A little yeah, uh, DuckTales reference.
0: DuckTales. Great song. What are the plants that cure Venus sickness called? Gray ash. Yeah, I would have accepted Venus Ash as well. I think nice. that's what they call it. Uh, and what
1: does Spike take a bite of at the end of the episode? An apple. Yes. Yeah. He, he takes a bite out of Crimes. Did Zach. I get all of your questions right, and you missed one of mine? Um, I have one more for you. Okay. Okay. Sure. How much of the Venus Ash seeds worth a piece? Oh, damn it! I I, I blew my wad too early because I don't. You know the did. Answer. I want to say at some point they said the plant was worth like ten million, or am I wrong on that? You're correct. The plant's worth around two. I don't know the seeds, though. Would they be a piece? You would think they would be worth a similar amount as a plant. Is it? Because a plant's already grown. I guess that's true. So I'm going to say 20 million. A piece? Yes. No, they How are 8 is... million a piece. Oh, so it's cheaper to get the seeds, sure. Yeah. Okay, what whatever. If you have to grow it. Yeah, I didn't know that one.
0: Fine. Sue me. <laughs> we both got two of three. Yeah, we did okay. Yeah, those are my questions. I think what's next is uh, it's one of my favorite
1: parts of of this is is getting to find out something zach uh, how are you feeling i don't know i haven't been doing very well on these and i don't think i'm very good at doing this and that's okay i think i'm good at podcasting because i have a lot of thoughts about things and i i I have trouble putting like my my points succinctly and i think that's fine for podcasting but hard for this segment Mm -hmm. Um, but i do feel like i followed this episode pretty well okay so we'll see other than when you asked me what the the seeds were when they that were was seeds more of hands. not quite understanding the animation. I didn't see it as a bag of seeds. I saw it as like a little glass slide with like something to be. Where a the fuck do you keep toilet. your seeds, Zach? Oh, you know, you keep them damn in a bag well where I keep my seeds, not seed, a little triangle. Baby. They're Come in on. my balls. My seed is in my balls, <laughs> right next to the pee. Um. Well, for those who who are <laughs> unaware, we're about to find out. Did
0: Zach? comprehend the episode this week yep (laughs) all right zach 20 seconds on the clock yeah okay uh are you ready sure all right three we're gonna go on go like always okay three
1: two one go, go, go On a flight to Venus, uh, Spike is on a ship that is taken over and shot up, which puts him in contact with a man named Rocco, who he is very annoyed by as he wants to learn a bunch of information from him. But then because of him, he gets put in charge of a very important plan on Venus that can cure a disease that you get if you're there and you don't have this plan. And he is to take care of it, Stop. but he doesn't know. Damn, I didn't get to the moral quandary of it all.
0: You didn't. I, the I, 20 I actually, goes so fast. So something you did well, you started out and I thought you were going to spend too much time on the bounties at the beginning you didn't mention they were bounties but you did nicely segue from that onto rocco thank you Who i always thought that man's name was was rocco that's what i always call him when (laughs) i have you seen the
1: the elmo rocco memes fuck yeah i love it and it's funny because like i always thought the elmo
0: rocco beef was funny like when rocco was introduced that's just hilarious it's great Sesame Street cast, I'm down. There's got to be only what? Like, there's a billion, 10 billion episodes. episodes. There's been one every
1: day for 40 years. I, I think... mean, I kind of want to <laughs> do a Saturday Night Live podcast of my it's own true. at some point. Sesame Street would be similar, I'm sure. But I'll do shit Sesame on Street. Get, spread your cheeks. Shit all over me. Come on. Yeah. Uh, C minus. Yeah, that's fine. See, I, I, I have planned out the whole episode. Not planned out, but I know mm-hmm. the whole episode decently yeah. well. It's just I'm not doing a good job of getting there in the 20 seconds. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to work on it. We'll see if by the end. Well, a scholar such as yourself,
0: Zachary, must use
1: the right linguistics when conveying your thoughts and feelings. So I'll just go out and say it. I think. Now, maybe I'd ha- we watched these a little spaced out, so maybe I'd have to rewatch some of the mm-hmm. early ones. I think this is my favorite episode so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it tells a really interesting story. I think it's the most I've cared about. I don't know. It feels like, even though it's a small, like, one-episode storyline, it feels like Spike has a moral decision to make that feels like it matters in this situation. Yeah. You know, he could take in roko as a bounty and get money he could sell the plant or the seeds right away and get money but he kind of falls in love a little bit with the annoying roko and his really sweet sister who sees something in him that he doesn't quite see in himself anymore Mm -hmm. and i feel like the episode could have gone down any of those roads and have been satisfying but it's even more satisfying that he makes the right choice and then Bad things happen anyway. Roko is shot and doesn't survive. The blind sister gets to see again but never gets to see her brother's face and all Mm -hmm. that. And there's kind of this whole—I don't know if this is the point or not, but oftentimes bad decisions might lead to better short-term outcomes, such as having a shit ton of money, whereas now Spike's probably going to be sitting on this for a while. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I think it's a really interesting episode that does a lot very well.
0: I really like this episode. it's, It's one of my favorites in the show, and I think it's my favorite one so far even more so than the Ballad of Fallen Angels, because I love that one too. Sure, But I think this episode really lets us see a little bit more into the world that we're in, which I like, but also get to see how Spike... You know, the whole idea of be water, I want to talk about that for a second. So I don't know if you know that, but that's a Bruce Lee quote. No, I don't, but I could see that. And so that's where that whole idea comes from. And I think that that whole thought of being water, being adaptable, being Mm -hmm. calm... But also powerful is—it's what Spike's about. I think that to me is Spike Spiegel. Mm-hmm. You know, he is adaptable. He's been a, a mafia guy. He's a bounty hunter. He's like a womanizing gallivant in his life at times. You know, he's all these different things, but he's still himself. But that's—he mm-hmm. adapts to whatever circumstance he's in. He doesn't harp on things too long. And there are good and bad things about that. But it makes him who he is. And I think that that idea and him seeing somebody want to emulate that. Hmm. And trying to do good, I think Spike is a lot of times shows that he, you know, ha- is good of heart. He's not evil, and this kid is is breaking the law, but he also has a blind sister at home, and he's trying to get her a cure so that she can see, which is know, very and-
1: interesting because that to draw parallels to the real world of mm-hmm. the way we look at criminals, quote yeah. unquote, and like, uh, I mean, there are people doing bad things, but n- nobody sets out to do. A bad thing yeah and it's never as cut and dry as person did this thing there's always a story to it mm-hmm. uh, and I, I do like that we see that that we empathize with these people way more than we would the people that are trying to arrest them or whatever yeah I also really this I and mean, this show is not a
0: super light-hearted show but it's not super dark and heavy all the time It's, it's gotten pretty there a funny. a couple times but this episode we see like Roko's getting like a cigar put out on his yeah face like it's it's rough I mean it shows that Sometimes life is pretty grimy. I want to talk about the
1: world that we're in for a little bit Zach about Venus.
0: Yes. So this is cool. I love the way they build this universe with at this point planetary travels happening. Mm -hmm. The science is there so we can do that. So they're on Venus. They have these plants that are in the atmosphere that are helping them breathe and survive because Venus is covered in poisonous rain. And clouds and things, so that's like how they're really they're interesting
1: living. angle to take, and they play. And it I
0: love much. that the solution that keeps them alive, to a small percentage of people, is deadly. And so there's like this whole thing where there's a disparagement. Where if you're sick, you're kind of fucked unless you have a ton of money, you know, which is real world. But <laughs> I like that building element of it. Yeah. I did want to point out because I don't think we've talked about this that the characters for the most part are supposed to have specific ethnicities, which is huh. why kind of the whole Bruce Lee parallel to Spike. Doesn't exactly work, but it's 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 that kind of idea of <laughs> well, like it the it does martial in arts. The live action one. Yeah, it does, because Spike is supposed to be like a, a little bit older Japanese guy. Okay. Faye is Singaporean. Okay. Jet is voiced by a black man in the dub, played by a black man in the live action. He's his, but he's not a he's, he's not kind black. of gray. Yeah. Colored, so he's something, but Jet's black. And for right. Ed, who we haven't met yet, Ed's like kind of copper skinned. Pretty ambiguous in a lot of ways, but uh, their last name is Wong, so Chinese, I guess.
1: Wow, very sumptuous
0: of you. I don't know, maybe
1: they married into it. <laughs> well, Ed's like, never mind, yeah, but. You're talking about, I know that Ed is like, I mean, whether or not they were trying to purposefully have a non-binary character. They very
0: much, I think, Ed is a non-binary icon.
1: Sure. I could see it being intentional. I don't think well, that this whether or not team the of thought of non-binary people was that intentional at the time, yeah. or if it was more of just the gender gender ambiguity. fluidity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's cool. I'm excited for that. Yeah, wait to meet Ed next episode. I'm surprised that it's episode nine that we meet them. Yeah. Okay, so what do we want to talk about about this one? Let's talk about the mafia a little bit. I thought the mafia was really interesting. A pretty yeah. stereotypical head of the mafia guy, but you're really rooting for Roko in this. Uh, he's so sweet and kind, and, and caring, and he almost makes it out, and he doesn't, mm-hmm. and, and the mafia feels like a real threat. Uh, the gun violence in this episode, I, I thought it felt really threatening, other yeah. than like some of the times when like Spike should have definitely gotten shot the hell up, but oh, that's not yeah. a problem of this show, that's just well, he's water, gun violence that. in media. He is water, you can't shoot water. You can't shoot water.
0: I think that this episode really does a cool job of portraying a different kind of mob, Like because we've seen The Syndicate, which is super organized big operation lots of power mm-hmm. scary dark sure. and here we have this like normal like small time criminal that hit it big with a, with a so now he's feeling power his men his like underlings are just regular people like they're mm. not some like organized trained criminals this is like a, a kid who is just running with the wrong crowd and trying to come up with a cure for his sister and is like stealing I and mean, he's benefiting from this kind of giant score too but you can tell he's not like a lifetime hardened criminal he's a a 'er ne'er-do-well little scamp who's trying to you (laughs) know do the right thing you know and it's it's tough because we have an image even in the show of okay the bounty hunters are the good guys even though they're not necessarily like heroes they're kind of between the laws. Yeah. But we still, kind of like in a Han Solo way. Yeah, but the the people that we see that are the criminals, that are the gangsters, are always portrayed as, as bad guys in the show so far. There haven't been any that we are like supposed to sympathize with, really. But now we are in that situation where this is somebody who there's a bounty on them, but they don't deserve to die. They're not, they shouldn't be you know punished because they're trying to do the right thing, even if they did break the law. So I think it it
1: presents an interesting look at good guy bad guy sure. dynamics Th- and- there can be bad guy bounty hunters but the good mm-hmm. guys aren't above being proven that they should help someone yeah and it's really nice to see that side of spike i think this even more than the backstory stuff we've seen from him this is the most that i felt like yeah spike's like a real guy mm-hmm. and he's re- like he's got these moral decisions to make and you wouldn't really be mad at him if he got the money because they always yeah. need money it's always tight for them one small detail a little bit different from that a world building thing i really liked seeing the device in the beginning when spike is giving Faye her share of uh, oh yeah the like transfers of credits one. or whatever and it's like this wallet book shaped thing they both put their credit card looking things in and i just thought that was an interesting yeah that's really cool thing. which also like that. it's our first time seeing them successfully complete a bounty mm, that's true and it's good to see because like Ein's gonna get some good food yeah yeah Almost no Jet in this episode. No, but Jet does come out into
0: the fight for the first time in a couple episodes. I guess The episode true. after next, I think, is the super-duper Jet episode.
1: So you've mentioned the waltz that's not in the episode, but that mm-hmm. it's kind of inspired by. Are there any musical beats in this episode? Yeah! Particularly no, or that, that stand out to? That first
0: kind of jazz break that they go into, um, uh-huh. I
1: think it's the fight,
0: not on the plane, it's like the first big fight scene after the plane, I think. And that one's really cool. I love that. Like, I love an action sequence with jazz behind it. I think sure. it, it makes the pace seem quicker. It makes it seem like there's things happening. Every time there's a percussion hit, there's like a gunshot that goes off, and I think Do that's you know, really cool.
1: Was this music... Uh, this is probably a stupid question. Mm-hmm. Was it like the animated stuff was kind of put together first, and they made some of the music specific to the movements of the show? Yes, Because that's incredible. And mm-hmm. uh, obviously... All film score kind of does that, yeah. But the way that jazz can move unexpectedly and Mm arhythmically, it really lends itself to a fight, which would also move sporadically and arhythmically. Yeah, Uh, I I do really like that too. So, what are what are the songs? I um,
0: I also really like the music box song. I think it's a beautiful scene when they have at the the end a couple times. Yeah, when they have that song playing with the ashes falling down, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of is showing like, okay, well, this thing like brings life to this planet but it also like takes it away yeah and even when somebody does get their life like saved and is going to be healed by this plant it still resulted in someone else dying all over this you know this plant these things that are falling from the sky so i think it's really it was a a beautifully drawn there's a shot i think i even said to you um we were watching it that there's a shot where spike is sitting next to the hospital bed at the end when she gets Mm -hmm. her or when she's about to get her sight back and the shot of him is so broad and it's so like foreboding and powerful spike's a big guy really broad-shouldered and the suit has super like pointy shoulders too which make him Mm -hmm. look bigger but you have that juxtaposed with the the like warmness in his expression in his face there's a moment where she like reaches out and touches his face to like feel him and i feel like she gets a sense for who spike is with that because she can see okay and also that's the
1: confirmation that are you talking about towards the end of the episode That's also the confirmation that she needs that Roko's died. Mm-hmm. Because he's not going to say it, and that yeah. vibe's kind of in the room, but feeling his face, she can mm-hmm. feel that something bad has happened. Yeah. Yeah. Even Spike, who is very stoic, I feel like she was really able to read that, which uh, is very mm-hmm. common in blind people. I thought they really perceived that well in this episode. Yeah, with they her did. Being blind and. She wants her sight back, but it's not that, like, being blind hasn't had mm-hmm. its uh, upsides to her as well. I find that very interesting.
0: Yeah. I One thing that always stuck with me in this episode is when, at the, one of the last lines that they have together, is where he's like, he was a good guy. Like, that's what kind of guy he was. He was a good guy, just the way you remember him, and like, just the way you always saw him mm-hmm. as. And I like or that because one.
1: You didn't need to have seen him. Yeah, to know. Because. Yeah, you know him more than anybody did by the time you spent together. Like it's you like can kind the... of feel him if you can't see him. Mm-hmm.
0: Wreck-It Ralph is a great movie. The second one is also really <laughs> yeah. good. But the there's that line.
1: Is, the second one is terrible. <laughs> the second, the first Wreck-It Ralph movie is great. The is... second one is dog shit.
0: It's not dog shit. I
1: w I, It is. I fucking hate Wreck-It Ralph 2. I've
0: only seen Wreck-It Ralph Ralph 2 once, and it was in the theater when it first came out, so maybe I... I really
1: hate the climax of that movie. That's fair. And I also hate that Disney... First of all, the whole movie's like a commercial for other Disney stuff, and that's lame. And also animated movies take a long ass time to make so the day that they decide they're making a movie about the internet, everything's outdated already, let yeah. alone ten years later when people see it and they have no idea what flossing is or whatever. They, re- You know what sure. I mean? That movie sucks. Well,
0: in Wreck-It Ralph 1, Zangief from Street Fighter says huh. just because you're a bad guy does doesn't not mean you're a bad, bad guy. guy. And I think I love that. And I think that's here. I mean, just because he was breaking the law, he loved his sister and wanted the best for her. And at the end, because of those seeds that he sent her, probably knowing that he wasn't in a good situation and that people were mm-hmm. going to get him at some point, he knew that she'd be okay.
1: Well said. Uh, in our last few minutes, is there anything in this episode that we need to remember moving forward past it just being a standalone story? Is there anything revealed or little seeds planted that should You know what that, that I want to give a mind. shout out to? And this
0: person is not was almost who I made my captain, because I. Okay. It, my favorite in this episode changes all the time, but this time I really fucking loved Faye. She was a badass. She like, pa 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 pow, pa pa pow,
1: pow, pow, pow. She Let's shot like a 18 bit more dudes' about Faye. We guns barely out their her. Hands. She's kind of on the sidelines. What do yeah, you like about her in Yeah, I think
0: episode? Faye has a great episode. She's actively involved. You know she like ran off to the casino
1: to do her thing, which she saves always does. Saves the day a couple of times. She yeah. kind of saves Spike in the beginning, and then she saves them in the end in her ship as well. And when the guy, like, tells her that there's going to be this meetup
0: going on, when she finally gets it out of the old guy at the bar, she calls Jet's like, hey, like, this shit's going to go down. I need your backup. Which tells you there is some camaraderie regardless of how. She's no longer just hitching a ride.
1: She's, like, in now.
0: Yeah. And I love, I love getting to see the three of them, like, in an action scene together, even though Jet Mm -hmm. was kind of still off to the side a little more than the others. I think that Faye was a real badass this episode. I love this episode for her. She doesn't have a lot of emotional weight in this story, but I think that the way, like, there's a really cool, like, right after she shoots the guns out of everyone's hand, there's a cool <laughs> shot of her, like, with her, like, glasses and shit with, like, the gun smoking, and it looks real badass. That whole bar scene with, like, the red lighting the whole time, cool, really
1: cool. It is really cool, but honestly, I was so focused on the A story that I didn't, the based yeah. stuff went by pretty fast for me. But Should. she is. Usually she's a little more whiny and annoying. And in mm-hmm. this time she which she can be sometimes, that's fine. But in this yeah. one she's more than that. Yeah. Anything else that we need to remember to move forward or anything else before we wrap up from We get Ed next week, Zach. Yeah, but we're talk we're not we're we're this week now. Oh. This is a great episode. Do you have yeah. any last thoughts on what you like about it? If you're unsure, like if for some reason you're watching this but
0: haven't watched Cowboy Bebop, this is the episode watching you this. absolutely... Nobody's watching it. So <laughs> you watch should this. absolutely listen to this episode of Cowboy Bebop. It's great. <laughs> or if you're somebody who likes this show and wants to show somebody an episode to get into it, it's a decent this is a pretty good episode. one. Yeah, Sure. Because it shows that the show can like have weight and stuff, but it also doesn't... like You don't have to necessarily live in this world. I don't think you have to be living in the world to get most of the episodes of the show. Sure. But... This one, you can definitely come in from outside and recognize that It's really cool.
1: So moving forward, where does this rank in general as your favorite episodes? How high does it get on the list? You say they're all one of your favorites. This one is definitely... Top 10? Top 5? Top 5. Wow.
0: This, at times, is my favorite episode of the show. I will say that.
1: I've been in for a while now, but this episode is the first one that, like, I wasn't scratching my head at all. I was along for the ride, Mm. and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's funny because like scrolling through all 26 episodes, I'm like
0: trying to be like, okay, I like it more. I'm like, oh, well, that one, oh, <laughs> well, that, oh. That's the way but yeah, goes. this one's a top five episode for me consistently. All right, and who is your captain of the Bebop this week? You know what? Faye gets an honorable mention. It's a great you, Spike you kinda episode. You kind of want to give it to her even
1: though it's I do. I have episode.
0: Faye written down here. Yeah, That's who I gave it to yeah. after we finished watching. But I have a hard time not giving it to Rocco I yeah. think that he really is a great character, and it's it's a shame that we get these awesome characters that we get a little bit invested with, and, you know, they they die or they're gone. We never see them mm. again. Whereas, like, I mean, Faye started as kind of a Roko character. She popped in, and she, you know, very clearly was a little bit more than that when she came in. In another
1: world, Roko could have joined the team yeah, just like anybody
0: else did. And Ben Spike's Minty, and his his yeah. Padawan.
1: Yeah, it, I th- it's Roko for me, too. I really think that character is perfect for the tragedy that this episode mm-hmm. wants to tell where you instantly like him there's that great like Spike acts like he hates him but you know yeah. that he's also amused by the by the tenacity mm-hmm. of Rocco and then when he dies it's both expected and yeah. incredibly sad and yeah he, it's a great character it's it, it's his episode and really. the in the it's line and is a
0: little on the nose but it doesn't make it any less good when he's like you know do you think like if i'd met you earlier like
1: in oh, my sure. life
0: we would have been friends and it makes you think like yeah it's hard he to say, had had somebody but it's also hard to say
1: with the type of person spike well sure like, <laughs> well, no but i almost mean that in a in a more positive way that i think roko was the type of person that spike needed to interact with mm-hmm. now to be able to make a different moral decision yeah like, I, don't, I don't know if the spike that we've seen all the time i would expect to be like no i'm not gonna go after this bounty sure i feel like it sucks for Roco, but I feel like mm-hmm. their their connection was right when it needed to be. Yeah. Well, that's it. That was a great episode. I love doing these with me uh, too, I'm buddy. My my brain. I love doing these with you, buddy. It's a fun, different shade of podcasting to scratch, and you've got a lot of really cool, nifty stuff to say about these these little cartoons I keep hearing about. So it's it's nice to finally hear some of them and understand what you're talking about.
0: You know, in between, just totally like mashing it out. Sure. to to sure. the 2d it's just know. a paste by now yeah it's i i do get get a little bit of the <laughs> insight I, I get that post nut clarity so often when watching all anime. the time because you're always in a state yeah. of just having
1: nutted exactly well with that we're gonna <laughs> sign off <with> Bruckback <laughs> Bebop for the week we'll be back next week what's the next episode jamming jamming with, with edward. edward i've heard so much about and you know it's always tough when you go into a piece of media, mm-hmm. knowing that you're supposed to really like a certain aspect yeah. of it, it, almost you could call it the minions conundrum, sure. if you will. It's, it almost makes me like want to say, well, fuck this thing that everybody likes. Well, but here's I what, wanna what I'll like say. It. I want to like them a lot. Is I think that the
0: only real point of divisiveness in the anime community with this show that makes some people not like it is some people do not like Edward. I love Ed. Okay, we'll and I know that I Lil next loves week, Ed. I
1: sure, mm-hmm. I've well, got a little it. Ed.
0: Let's see, this is just for you, Zachy. If you, yeah, figurine it. or a poster. Or something. I have a little Ed up on the corner.
1: Now you've told me that some there. of your other anime figures come with the underwear. Does, does Ed come with the underwear? <laughs> Ed does not have undies. Oh, there's. I can't really see, but I believe you. There's Ed,
0: and then I' in the middle. You have to pull it bit. out next week. I will. I will bring Ed and Iing with me for next week.
1: All right. Well, this has been fun. We'll be back, uh, back in the ship,
0: back, Last Knot, back to Spot, the shot, Kirk, and, back to the and, dun- 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 dun-
1: dun- and Obi Wan, all here from the Cowboy Bebop gang. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. We'll see you next time.
0: <laughs> the boy who lives, come to die. Okay. <laughs> Dab a <Dab-dab-dabra. laughs> support this show and our podcast network at patreon.com can't disappoint podcast we're starting at five dollars a month you can get immediate access to all 40 outrageous sessions of broke back bebop see you next time
1: space cowboy Let's go!